Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Is IBM stock worth buying now? We're looking into that today. Hi, welcome to Global Value, and in this video, we're checking out IBM stock using methods like Warren Buffett, a legendary investor and a former owner of IBM. We'll look closely at the numbers Buffett thinks are most important, then we'll figure out three different prices for IBM to see its real value in the market today. Stay until the end, our final price and opinion might surprise you. Plus, I'll share an extra special detail that might help you decide about buying IBM stock. So is IBM a great chance to make money? Let's discover it together. Right now, IBM, which stands for International Business Machines, trades for $163.21 per share. 2023 has been decent for the company. Their stock price is up 15%. The market is up more than this, with the S&P 500 up 24% year-to-date. In the last five years, IBM has trailed the market. They were neck and neck up until 2020. Since then, they've only compounded at 5.5% annually. In the last decade, their stock price is actually down 12%. And when we go back before the global financial crisis, in the last 18 and a half years, IBM is compounding at 3.5% annually. There are some extras to keep in mind. Right now, IBM pays a market-beating 4.09% dividend yield. They're a dividend aristocrat. They've grown their dividends each of the last 46 years. These returns are added to any gains in their stock. Just a few years ago, IBM spun off their managed infrastructure services unit. This is a new company that trades under the stock ticker KD. It's the world's fifth largest consulting provider and the largest IT infrastructure service provider. Right now, Kindrel is up 80% year to date, but since being spun off, their stock price is down 39%, even though they have a revenue backlog in the tens of billions of dollars. Similar to the last company we looked at, 3M, Kindrel is facing some legal settlements that could really hold down the value of their stock. With IBM's spinoff and their dividends added back to their returns, things haven't been all this bad for IBM, but they still underperform the market. The burning question is, why are we looking at the business? Right now, IBM trades just $3 below their 52-week high. They're trading $43 above their 52-week low. This comes at a time when there is some short interest with around 3% of their shares sold short. And how big is IBM? They're huge. They have a $148 billion market cap, plus they use some debt in their business, so they have a $196 billion enterprise value. They're a very famous company, but what does IBM actually do? IBM looks to be part of every aspect of an enterprise's IT needs. The company primarily sells software, IT services, consulting, and hardware. IBM operates in 100 
175 countries and employs approximately 350,000 people. The company has a robust roster of 80,000 business partners to service 5,200 clients, which includes 95% of all Fortune 500 companies. While IBM is a B2B company, their outward-facing impact is substantial. For example, IBM manages 90% of all credit card transactions globally, and it's responsible for 50% of all wireless connections in the world. First, some business news. In December of 2023, IBM announced it would acquire StreamSets and Web Methods platforms from Software AG for $2.33 billion. This comes in a move to bolster their AI and hybrid cloud offerings. Now with that understanding, let's look at IBM like Warren Buffett would. We'll take a step-by-step approach to look at the numbers that are most important to him. Let's start with metric number one, where we want their average return on capital in the last five years to be above 14%. Return on capital estimates how much money the company will get for each dollar that's invested in the business. If a company earns 7% returns on capital, which is average, you can think of each dollar earning a dollar and seven cents total based on what's in the company, either through debt or equity. IBM's returns have suffered in the last handful of years. They hit a low in 2020 of just 5%. Since then, they've been increasing. Return on capital is important because over many decades, the total return you'll get from a company's stock is about their return on capital numbers. IBM averages around 10% returns on capital, though they've only been around this in a handful of years over this time. While that's slightly above average, it's below the benchmark we were looking for. This is an X on metric number one. Next, we want their sales earnings and free cash flows to have grown in the last five years. It's harder to make mistakes when you're investing into a growing company. With this, IBM had their Kindrel spinoff in the last couple of years. Still, in this time, their sales are down 23% when we include today's numbers. Their earnings have also dropped by 21%, but their free cash flows have actually grown, even though they were down from 2018 until 2022. Today, these are up by 2%. IBM's brought in about $12 billion of free cash flow in their last 12 months. That's That's the only number that's up here. Thankfully, it's how a business is valued over the long run. And later in our video, we'll use three different ways to estimate IBM's fair value based on their free cash flows. So stay tuned. Still, because their sales and earnings are down, this is another X on metric number two. Then we want to see earnings per share growth. This is a similar story to our last metric. Their earnings have declined by 21% over this time. IBM has also diluted shareholders. They've issued 1% additional shares outstanding. The company took $6 billion of charges in 2022, which is why their earnings are down so much in that year. In their last 12 months, IBM brought in $7.66 for each share that they had outstanding. This is still down from 2018 and 2019, which means it's another X on metric number three. So far, IBM's 0 for 3. Can they turn things around by picking it up in the back half of our analysis? In metric number four, we want to see free cash flow per share growth. This is pretty similar, except we get a different result. Even though their free cash flows declined in 2021 and 2022, IBM's free cash flows are up in their last 12 months. IBM brought in $12.67 of free cash flow per share in that time, which is up above where they were at in 2018, it's our first check of the day on metric number four. Before we look at the company's debt and figure out what their fair values are, why don't we check in on our bonus? Right now, IBM pays a market-beating 4.09% dividend yield. They've grown their dividends in each of the last 46 years. This makes them a dividend aristocrat, and if they keep this dividend growth up for just four more years, they'll be a dividend king. That would put them in very select company with businesses like Procter & Gamble, 
Johnson & Johnson and Coca-Cola. Does IBM have what it takes to get there? We want their dividends to be covered by their cash flows. This has been the case in all five of these years, even as their free cash flows have bounced around a little bit. IBM's had pretty slow dividend growth over this time. Right now, they have pretty much about flat free cash flows. These are just very slightly up. Still, they've supported them in their last five years and today, which is exactly what we want to see. IBM may be able to continue growing their dividend just very slightly into the future, pretty much as long as their free cash flows wouldn't decline over time for the business. This is a check on our bonus. In recessions, it's businesses with too much debt that can have the biggest losses and even go broke. We want their net debt to be below the sum of their free cash flows in their last five years. Net debt takes a company's overall debt and subtracts their cash and their short-term investments. IBM ended 2022 with $45 billion in net debt. Right now, this sits at $47.5 billion. So they've increased this over this time. When we add up IBM's free cash flows in the last five years, they brought in just below $60 billion worth. This is more than enough to support their net debt position. If they keep their current free cash flows up into the future, they also cover this, which is what we want to see. IBM looks like they use a reasonable amount of leverage in their business. It's another check on metric number five. Now with multiple checks in a row, what's IBM worth? In the big metric of them all, we want IBM's average five-year free cash flow divided by their enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. Enterprise value looks at IBM like it's a private business by adding their net debt and their market cap together. Right now, IBM has a $196 billion enterprise value. In an average year in the last five years, IBM brings in $12 billion of free cash flow a year. When we divide that by their enterprise value, it gives us a 6.1% average free cash flow yield. Currently, IBM also brought in $12 billion in their last 12 months. That also gives us a 6.1% current free cash flow yield. These are both above what we're looking for. This means on metric number six, it's a check. Don't just run out and go buy IBM. We still need to cover our two other ways of estimating their fair value before we put those together to figure out what their market value is and give our rating at the end of our video. Everything we've covered so far is important, but there's something missing. This, in my opinion, is the main reason to analyze IBM. It brings us to use a DCF valuation to estimate their fair value based on their free cash flows. If we start with an average of IBM's free cash flows in their last half decade, then we use historical growth assumptions to grow these into the future. We'll assume that these grow at 5% in each of the next 10 years. Then we'll assume that these grow at 4% in the 10 years after that. We're not going to add in their tangible book value because that's thrown off based on the accounting for the business. If we want a market beating 15% rate of return, which is what Warren Buffett looks for from his investments, at today's valuation multiples, it looks like an estimate of IBM's fair value per share is around $108. Keep in mind, you have to verify these assumptions for yourself. This isn't financial advice, and it's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Use common sense and do what's right for your own situation. Right now, IBM trades for 11 times price to owner earnings, which is where it's traded at around its median valuation in the past decade. We'll use a guru focus for IBM as well. Right now, this comes in at $141 per share, giving IBM a modestly overvalued rating. This uses IBM's business performance and analyst estimates for the future and compares it to how they've traded in their past. When we look at IBM's valuation chart, based on the accounting and the debt they use, a few of these look very off. They have negative tangible book value. IBM's stock price also looks like it's out ahead of some of these other valuation methods. So far, we've covered most of the numbers that Warren Buffett cares about, but it's the qualities of a business that are even more important to him. Why don't we learn what these are for IBM? 
We're going to start with a long thesis first. Number one, IBM may gain traction in its shipping blockchain-based solutions as its network of logistics partners becomes harder and harder to replicate. Number two, IBM's Watson will undergo a turnaround, providing it efficiency, which could lead to a boost in IBM's software sales and potentially a boost in IBM's cloud revenues. Number three, IBM's customers could prove to be even stickier than expected, still placing emphasis on the mission criticality of mainframes, databases, and choosing not to rock the boat even on fringe applications as a result. But it's not all sunshine and roses for IBM's business. Let's look at a short thesis as well. Number one, even IBM's stickiest customers may find it worthwhile to switch to IBM's competitors in software and cloud offerings, and in turn, minimizing the use of IBM's IT services accounts. Number two, cloud computing drastically increases reliability, which could cut the cost of switching from IBM mainframes to the cloud. Number three, IBM's database DB2 may see significant churn as NoSQL database applications outweigh the cost of switching database systems. Now let's put their business qualities and our estimates together as we figure out what their fair market value is and we give IBM our final rating. This far in our stock analysis of international business machines, stock ticker IBM, we've learned they go three for six on our select six analysis. While they started off rough with just above average returns on capital in a shrinking business, IBM's free cash flows have stabilized in the last half decade. They bring in enough free cash flow to support their debt loads, and right now they may trade attractively compared to their enterprise value. IBM's done significant mergers and acquisitions in the last decade, buying companies, platforms, and even divest some of their own with their Kindrel spinoff. When we put together our three business estimates, right now it looks like a fair business value for IBM comes in at $133 per share. Fair value is a range on either side of these numbers. They last traded there in June of 2023. That's also down from the $150 street target price on IBM. Remember to use common sense. If you enjoyed today's IBM stock analysis, like the video, share your thoughts in the comments, subscribe to the channel for more, and watch this next one. You may enjoy it too.